Welcome to the Lab Life Podcast. My name is Richard Song, and I am a sophomore, now rising junior, at Vanderbilt University studying computer science, applied math, and neuroscience. This is season two, episode eight, and I am joined with someone that has previously been on the Lab Life Podcast, but who has agreed to come on today again to talk about his honor thesis, the one and the only Tucker Apcar. Uh, so Tucker, thanks so much for being here today. Um, uh, and yeah, so today, as as I kind of talked about before, we're going to talk about your honors thesis and kind of the, the whole process behind having an honors thesis um, as an undergrad. So can you kind of just like walk us through, you know, what that was about? Yeah, I'm happy to be back, Richard. Um, it feels really nice. So just for context, I defended my thesis on Wednesday. Um, turned out very well. And so I guess I can give you just a general introduction. Um, usually honors thesis, I think it takes about like two years somewhat. It re it's really dependent on the department. Um, so I did mine in biochem and chemical biology. Um, and usually it's basically the, the ex expectation is you either, you, you either work in a lab prior or you can possibly join a lab which i did and then get like the advisor to sign off on it and then write up a proposal and basically it's going to outline work that you could potentially get done within the course of two semesters so it's basically like one semester you continue you submit a midterm report second semester you do more work and then you defend a thesis it's sort of like it's, it's sort of in the style of like a PhD, but with lower stakes. Gotcha. So they only give you two semesters. Well, technically you have two semesters to do this project, which, I mean, I guess if you think about it, that's not like that much time, right? Like, um, assuming that you're working maybe, so I, this is something that was really funny that I did like a calculation that I did a few weeks ago, which is that like, let's say the average person, average student undergrad works like 10 hours a week. Uh, in the lab, which is already considered like quite a lot. Mm -hmm. And then you multiply that by the number of semesters or the number of weeks in a semester. So like 14, 15. Um, so that's like maybe 150 hours a semester. And then two semesters is, I guess, 300 hours. Um, I mean, you think about it, you can almost, that's like around a summer's worth of research if you think about it, like, or maybe even less, because I guess over the summer you're working 40 hours a week for 10 weeks. So that's like 400 hours. Um, so given two semesters is like 300 hours, you know, it's not, I mean, it's, it's a lot of time, but it's not like a, it's not like an extended period of time. It's not like, um, you know, if you're a PhD student and you're preparing your thesis for your PhD defense, you know, you're working 40 hours a week, uh, across the entire year with very little break and then five to six years, maybe, which is a lot more time. So given like, I guess the small amount limited or relatively limited amount of time that you have, like two semesters, you know, how do you make the most out of that? And then how do you like defend an entire thesis? Can you kind of just talk about like, you know, what goes into the actual thesis presentation and like any of the write-ups that you have to do? Yeah, no, that's a good question. And I mean, that's actually a really good point about there being such a limited amount of time. Usually, like I said, it's recommended that you do some previous research in a lab before pursuing the PhD, pursuing the thesis. But for specifics, I joined a new lab my senior year and I specifically wanted to get a thesis done. So basically I told my PI I wanted to do an honors thesis and 
we wrote out some objectives and we met and he reviewed it and he said, I think you can get X done in this semester and then Y done in that semester. And basically when it comes to uh, what you're supposed to present, like you're writing this document, you're writing your thesis down about what you've done over the course. And honestly, it can be what you got accomplished, um, especially because it's one year and a lot of theses, as you mentioned, are the product of four years of PhD research. It's usually something where one, you have the results from this amount of time and then you talk about like why they're important and what you can do in the future. That was more applicable to my situation. Or you could have more effort, like someone will be un mentored under like a grad student or a postdoc and they'll have a bunch of data that they're able to use to fit what they also did as part of the thesis. Does that answer? I, I yeah. Think, yeah. No, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I was wondering though, it, it, can you kind of talk us through the process behind, you know, getting an honors thesis? So obviously there's, you know, you got to get your project approved and then you got to, you know, plan it out with your PI. But then can you talk about um, kind of near the end when you had to do like write-ups and, and also your presentation in front of your committee? Like wh what does that process look like? Oh yeah, totally. So um Basically, this is, again, this could be variable depending on the department, but basically, you know, I took my midterm report and I basically, like, I, I sent it to my, P, like, I, I kept on working on it and I sent it to my PI and my PI basically made revisions and stuff and just, you know, you have to, like, polish everything, like, make sure the figures are good, make sure your the writing's pretty solid and that, like, I was trying to emphasize the main part of the research. And then I had to get that done about a week before my defense. And then I basically, my PI told me, like, create a presentation that, like, summarizes the crux of your thesis. So I did that. I basically included the important graphs and I presented a lab meeting. And then during the defense, which I did in, like, one of the Stevenson rooms, um, Basically, I had to give a presentation that was about 30 minutes. It's about 30 to 45 minutes. Um, every, anyone can attend. And then after that, basically, your committee will ask you questions. Again, this is the style of a PhD defense. And usually the purpose of it is that they are really, they're, like they're trying to test your knowledge of this project. So. For example, one of the committee members, my PI, he was like, okay, so you looked at the CNV samples from the chromosome microarray data set, and then you looked at the BioView samples from the BioView data set, and like one of these calls, like BioView made a different call. So like which one made a mistake? And I was like, CMA? And then my PI was like, I think it was BioView. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, crap. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So, so after that presentation, they like how many people were on your committee? Um, it was there were there were two. Okay. Um, I got like, cause like my my thesis was a little bit different from like biochem. I <laughs> my mentor was like, okay, take these VUMC professors. Ah, I see. Um, 
But I I've, I look, I went to like my friend's chem thesis defense, and he had like four on his committee. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So kind of after your presentation, they it's almost like they kind of grill you, I guess, to to try to try to see how well you know the information. Um. I mean, that's kind of the purpose. Um, my experience wasn't necessarily a nightmare. It was like, you know, a couple questions. But also there was stuff where it's like, my committee member was like, nice job, Tucker. That's a great presentation. Also, yeah. you look pretty fly. Yeah. You know, you have to dress <laughs> yeah, up and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, but I've also heard, like, um, about defenses where it was like, some of the professors will, like, pull these trick questions especially Oof. if like you know one of them is like so can you tell me how like the protein inserts into the membrane and yeah can they can sort of like go off on tangent like Got academics it. usually do cool yeah so so i guess can you talk us through how you prepared for your thesis defense oh man i actually think that was the key reason why i did well for my thesis defense i think part of the thing was after like the talk that I gave in lab meeting, I made sure to like nail down on the points. Like I wanted to make sure that there was no reason why like my committee would question. So a couple of things is like one, um, every slide has to count. So it's like the title has to, I was told the title has to like reflect, the, the audience has to see the title like they're after they fall asleep and think like, oh, Okay, I, I got that. Um, and I mean, after putting it together, like making sure there were no mistakes, because you don't want to make mistakes, you just rehearse it a couple of times. Um, because you want to be able to like verbalize some of the main points of your project, because you don't, I mean, the, I, I, I was able to get up there and be able to think to myself, okay, these are the things that I need to cover. Got it. So you kind of practice that, kind of practice your presentation until mm -hmm. you get it really, really like concretely um, the night before. So w w would you say that like preparing for an honors thesis, would you say that it's similar to um, giving, for example, a presentation in class or presenting a research poster? Is it similar or, you know, is it a different kind of vibe? Um, I mean... <clears throat> I mean, if you were to talk to a PhD student, they'd be like, oh, it is higher stakes. I think it's definitely good in terms of, like, the presentation. There's definitely a way that you can, like, rehearse it in a sense. But I think that, like, there's obviously a lot more pressure. Because for me, it was like, this is the one thing I need in order to get my major done and, and graduate. And, I mean, aside from the presentation, I knew that there was going to be, like, a c committee defense because yeah. they're they're basically dictating the fate of of the defense mm -hmm. gotcha um we're a few minutes into the podcast i realized i probably should have asked this question a little earlier but um kind of what was your motivation behind wanting to do the honors thesis in the first place like as an undergraduate student what benefit does it give you uh, to do an honors thesis versus just graduating normally and doing research normally but not defending an honors thesis yeah, that's actually a good point because one of the reasons why I stayed an extra semester, I could have graduated early, is because I wanted to finish an honors thesis. Like, literally, like, when I left my first lab, I was like, I need to join a new lab because I want to do an honors thesis. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think there are a couple of reasons. One, I was 
still I still felt like my foray into research was incomplete in a sense and I felt like I wanted more experience and I felt like having an honors thesis would keep me accountable with the research and because I also knew that like I was going to have a lot of time to focus on it um yeah gotcha so so you feel like kind of you know, you, you wanted to get something more, like, I, I guess, would you say you wanted to get something more tangible out of your research? Like, you want to, you know, stay this extra semester because, like, I, I really want this end product of an honors thesis? Would you say, like, that's the kind of driving reason? Yeah, yeah, because I, I feel like, you know, it, it's one thing to do research, and then it's it's another thing to actually say, like, I want to accomplish this end goal. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I, I there's no wrong way to do it. And I think, like... I think there are reasons why you do an honors thesis and why you shouldn't do an honors thesis. You know, if you do an honors thesis, it's probably a good idea, especially, you know, if you're thinking of going to grad school because yeah. you're going to eventually have to defend the thesis. Yeah. But, like, if you feel like you did not have, you haven't been, like, vibing with the lab you're in, yeah. or you still have, like, a bunch of classes to complete for your major, then it's more understandable because, like... It just feel the the idea of having an honors thesis feels like a big time commitment, and it was one of the reasons why a couple of my classmates were steered away from actually doing one. Got it. So for you then, because you said you could have graduated a semester early, were you like spending, I guess, the mass majority of your time when instead you could have taken more classes? You 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 kind of put that towards your honors thesis. Was like the that was like the main kind of academic goal of yours this past semester? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like for me, my my philosophy. I mean, my, my some people and my mom were like, take fun classes, and I was like, you know, I, I just want a lot of free time for my last semester. Not mm -hmm. only that, but like enough time where I'm not gonna freak out about having to finish the thesis because like. I, I did I did run into some struggles with it because like there were some quote unquote mentorship things that yeah. that happened and there was a point where like I had to switch topics and I was really close to, to dropping it just because but my PI was amazing like it, literally he's the, one of the reasons why I was able to get it done yeah um can you kind of talk about that like the the time where you know you you thought you weren't gonna get it done but like how did you how did you overcome that with your PI yeah like. I think the main thing, and I'm just going to, like, keep it a little vague because I don't, I really don't want to, like, go in depth. I, I it, it was for reasons that were under, out of my control, but, like, for reasons that were also understandable. So, like, basically, starting spring semester, I was faced with the crux of, like, I have to, I really don't feel comfortable with what my current project, and... I kind of want to switch it to something else that one that I feel like I'm more interested in at this point. So, you know, I spent a couple of weeks trying to brainstorm and once I felt like there was nothing, I was like, I was going to the department. I was like, I kind of want to drop this. Like, even if it means like dropping my major and I went to my PI, I told him and literally the moment I messaged him, he was like, you're not dropping your thesis. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, He's like, no, 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 we're going to get this thesis done. And I was like, I, I, it, th that's just unprecedented. Like, yeah. see, I, I, I know I, I mentioned I'm in my previous podcast, but, like, literally those are the kind of PIs that make 
your career. Like those those are the kind of PIs that literally like make you want to stay in research. Yeah. And I mean for the time being I'm 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 not doing that, but like looking back it was like those like yeah, so like by having that encouragement like it pushed me to like work alongside with my PI to try and like figure out this new project and overall like take the two parts of my project and put it into something tangible. And after I got done, I was like, I was in the room and I was like, I was almost crying. Yeah. yeah. So, so this kind of end product of yours, it was like a culmination, I guess, of two separate projects. Like the first one where like you thought you didn't, you know, you thought you couldn't go forward with it. And like the second one where, you know, you were, you worked it out with your PI and then you kind of get a new direction. So it was like a kind of a mixture between the two yeah. projects. Yeah. And I Got think I I learned that like, in a sense, sometimes that happens. I yeah. mean, the original project that you thought was going to be your thesis, it may change. It may change for a variety of reasons, aka like you may run out of funding or there. in my case, there may be a change of mentorship yep. or you may have chosen an initiative that reached the dead end. So like you can take a different direction for your project and then basically try and consolidate it into one thing, which is why the thesis is important in a sense. Got it, got it, yep. Um, so I kind of also wanted to ask you about the writing section. Um, so I think, how, how, how long does your like the thesis have to be in terms of like page length? I've is there like a set requirement? I've that? gotten I've gotten like a variety of answers. Like, yeah. I mean, I talked with this former Vandy undergraduate who did Northwestern MD PhD, uh -huh. um, just graduated from there. And he was like, originally my thesis was 80 pages. And I was wow. like, no, that, that, that's not, <laughs> that's not the standard. Like I yeah. <laughs> have talked to professors and one said like the minimum would be like 25 pages. Got it. Um, I mean, in my case, mine was hit nearly 40, but I think one of the things to keep in mind is that like, it really depends. Like, for example, you could be doing a project that has like a humongous method section, or you could be fitting a lot of figures into your paper. And I mean, in some sense, like, I mean, I, my, the format was supposed to be double space. So it's like, it is a bit of writing, but like, that's why during the thesis, you're supposed to like turn in a midterm report, turn in an end of the semester report. And you know, it's something that you're gradually working on so that it's not like I'm writing 30 pages um, two weeks before the defense. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, like, um, I, I guess you kind of answered this, but I was, I was going to ask you, like, for people who, let's say your writing is not your strength. Um, <laughs> and I know, like, speaking from personal experience, you know, a lot of students in, like, engineering, um, they don't like writing. Right. And just a lot of my friends in engineering, not the biggest fan of writing, but um, I still assume that a lot of, you know, people who do honors thesis, you know, um, they'll have to do writing eventually. Yeah, uh, as you said, like yeah. minimum is 25 pages, double, even though it's double space. It's still yeah. 25 pages and yours was like 40 pages. How, what kind of advice would you give to those people who, you know, writing is not necessarily their strength, but like, how do I kind of get over this writing block and, you know, crank out this 40 page thesis like well, how do you do that well i think the first part is like one 
Yeah, like I, I'm a STEM major. I'm not. I'm not an English major. I hate my first. But anyway, um, I think in some ways, like you get a little bit of practice because you have to take some of your lab classes. Like you're going to have to take a lab class where it's like you start the introduction, you give the context, you do the methods, you do the results, you do the discussion, and in a sense, like that's a broad outline of like the what the thesis will be. Um, I would say one of the things that's nice is that like, usually you, you know, you, as you like do your work, you are supposed to like be writing this down. That like it's sight as you write or something. So it's like you're like, especially if you look at like some of the papers and you see these ideas, it's like, you are able to take them and vocalize them on in the essay so you're not just writing out a bunch of what you think is correct. Um, proper scientific writing, that's probably something you can look up online or learn in your CSET class. Um, and then also, you're not going to just be like writing something up and then turning it in. Like You're going to send it to your mentor. You're going to send it to your PI. They're going to give you suggestions that, about like, you know, what are you missing here? Or um, maybe just like some grammar and stuff. That's that's what that's what saved my butt on my thesis. Yeah, um, and I guess I can also offer a little bit of insight into this. And so currently, I'm also writing up a manuscript for one of the research projects I did over the summer. Damn. Yeah. No, but I. Uh, the it's the one thing that made it a, makes it a lot easier than you know it would otherwise is. The lab itself has published a lot of somewhat similar papers in the past. Um, and those papers that the lab has published all generally follows somewhat of a similar structure. So for example, the introduction section, they all follow a very similar structure. It's like, oh, you introduce, so uh, this is like gonna be little neuroscience concepts or context, but like first you introduce, you know, the um, the particular behavior that you're studying. So for me, it'd be like working memory. And then you, and then you introduce, for example, um, some sort of modulation that you're doing. So whether that's, you know, how age affects working memory or how, you know, some sort of psych, like psychedelic affects working memory, or in my case, how does stimulation affect it? You know, so you introduce kind of first is the behavior, then is the modulation, then is, you know, the past projects that have been done with the modulation and the behavior. And then finally is like your hypothesis. So that's kind of, I guess, just an example of how like the, everything kind of follows a very similar structure. And you can get a lot of inspiration by uh, by using by using tools. I kind of wanted to ask you just like kind of one final question, I guess, um, which is, you know, doing, I feel like doing an honors thesis, it's one of the, I guess, one of the biggest things that you can do as an undergraduate researcher. You know, it, it's a lot of, it's a thing, it's a goal that a lot of people I say would be working towards. It's a goal that I'm definitely working towards doing an honors thesis. Um, kind of, how do you see that? building into your future career like how do you see research and you know the bioinformatics and the kind of research that you did for your honors thesis and i guess just your honors thesis itself how, how do you see that kind of supplementing or or helping you along your your future career and your future career goals yeah well i mean just to to be upfront for for the time being um i accepted an offer to work um at a consulting firm that does like life sciences based work um it, this is something that happened in like end of February. Um, so I think 
part of the original initiative for doing an honors thesis was I knew it was going to be something that was going to challenge me and benefit me. Um, especially cause like I still have like plans for further schooling. I'm not sure if that's med school or, um, even doing a PhD since, um, I definitely would like to do some work in biotech, but I think one of the, impo- like a couple things. So one, I feel like it's important to get that in-depth research experience because it's important for you to say that like, I did this work and I'm knowledgeable about it in some way. I think two, um, it's supposed to be giving you some very critical thinking skills because in a sense you are writing a thesis and one of my committee members basically said like, you need to talk about your work in a way where it's like you're trying to change someone's view about a specific existing issue in field of research. And I think even if you do not go into academia in a sense, like any sort of job is going to rely on critical thinking skills. I mean, that's literally the purpose of for example, being a consultant, because it's like you need to be able to like think critically about like a business problem that faces the the client that works at a specific company. So is that is that sort of like the the, the main crux? Yeah, I think that was brilliant. Um, you, you brought up a point that I think is so valuable um, and that I think should definitely be reemphasized one more time, which is that, you know, regardless of what kind of career field you want to go into, whether that's research, whether that's medicine, whether that's consulting in your case, you know, whether it's software engineering, et cetera, et cetera. I think one skill that you have to bring to the table that will make you stand out above the rest is critical thinking, right? Problem solving. And at the end of the day, that's what research is all about. It's about problem solving. It's about critical thinking. It's about, you know, facing a burden that seems to be unsolvable. And how do you get over that kind of, how to get over that, burden like how do you solve problems and i think like regardless of whether or not you want to go into research or academia i think it's a valuable experience for everyone to at least give research a try because it tests your ability to solve these problems it tests your ability to be a critical thinker um and how to be resourceful how to utilize your resources um to kind of overcome a particular challenge and i guess in a case of an honors thesis how do you communicate all of the work that you've done in an eloquent way uh, to in, in, I guess, 40 pages or less in a, in a presentation. How do you do that? You know, it's a lot of work. How do you synthesize all of that? And I think those are all very valuable skills that research brings to the table and that you very, very um, nicely put. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, before, I know you said that was going to be the last question, but I felt like something that I wanted to tell everyone listening because yeah. I've gotten a lot of... Um, I've gotten a lot of people asking for advice about whether to do an honors thesis or not. And I mean, at the moment, like literally like leading up to the thesis, I was like, this has been absolutely painful. And, you know, I would be cautious about it. But I think like there are a couple of things like, again, one, if you're interested in going to some form of academia, especially if it involves like doing a PhD, I would highly recommend honors research because it is going to give you like the most in-depth exposure and like the biggest idea about like 
what research can actually entail. Because, like, a lot of times it's, like, as an undergrad, you know, you may it may just feel different for you. It may not have as many stakes. But, like, having an honors thesis means, like, you have a stake in a project. I mean, you should also consider, like, you know, is your schedule, like, fit for being able to do an honors thesis? Um is like your lab set up where you may have like an opportunity to potentially like have some output from the honors thesis. So I think those are a couple of things. Like <clears throat> it depends on what expectations you set with your PI or your mentor, but it it's definitely good, especially like, you know, if you get some of like the uncertainty, especially what I faced, I think that's very valuable because, like, that's the kind of uncertainty you're going to figure out because during a, when you're, like, three years into a PhD, you're going to be stuck with that same situation. And it may actually be helpful for you to remember, like, oh, I went through this before and everything things turned out all right in the very end. So that was just my little story. Oh, that's that's excellent. Yeah, thanks so much for that. And uh, of course, thanks for so much for coming back onto this podcast. Uh, Tucker, it was great talking to you, kind of learning about your, uh, your, your story behind your honors thesis and, of course, all of your insights and your wisdom and, you know, best of luck to your career going forward. And again, thank you guys all for listening to the Lab Life podcast. If you... Uh, have any questions feel free to reach out at richard.w.song at vanderbilt.edu and if you like this podcast please consider subscribing on spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening from so long for now and i'll see you guys in season three which will be very exciting documentation of my research in tokyo japan so look out for that damn all right Lucky. Lucky you. yeah all right take care everyone